Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations, because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show... Here's Adam Thielen. Nice to hey, meet Adam, Adam Thielen. How you doing? Uh, Good to see you. Our first offensive guy of our first day at camp here. It's only been defensive guys so far. Yes. So now we get to sprinkle some offense in. Man, how's it going? I saw you. We saw your McAfee interview. It seems like you're having a ball with this group, man. I am, and uh, I'm glad you actually have an offensive guy because we're a lot more fun than defensive guys. So. <laughs> you're the only. You're the only offensive guy today. We've got uh, 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 Sam Franklin and JJ Jansen in the nine o'clock hour. Oh boy. Well, I don't know if you're going to be able to get JJ off the radio. So, <laughs> so you might as well have a whole day oh, full of us. JJ. Oh. We, we we know he's on tomorrow, too. Yeah, we can. This dude will just lead into tomorrow, probably. Bro, he comes on our show, and uh, like all summer, throughout the summer, um, uh, and and uh, it takes the show over. Exactly. We get so many texts saying, this guy's going to take your job. So, But somehow we're done. We keep putting him on anyway. Um, but i got to tell you. You're pretty damn good with this media stuff, too. I've seen a lot of interviews with you this year. Um, a lot of people nationally have kind of wanted to talk to you about this move. It, how different is it, man? Like, it's <laughs> you're, you're a Minnesota guy. Different, different weather here? We'll through be. and yeah. through. Weather's <laughs> different. Team's different. Like, does it feel – it seems like you're – Seems like you're excited by it, but it's different, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely different. I mean, I'm born and raised in Minnesota, never left yeah. high school, college, NFL. So it's different, but at the same time, it's refreshing. It's energizing. For me, it's it's just like I'm a new kid on campus, you know, first day of college almost kind of type deal. But uh, it's, been, it's been awesome. I mean, thankfully, haven't been more welcomed in any other part of my life. I mean, than this team, you know, just the energy, the excitement around this team, and then just the people in the locker room, wh- whether that's be players, coaches, staff. I'm very thankful to be here and to be a part of this, and uh, we're building something special. It was an offseason with a lot of new additions, and obviously Bryce Young was a headliner and took a lot of our, of our talking time. But when you signed, there was a major fan reaction to that, too, both with us and the fans. You had one of the bigger reactions also when you signed here, so that's got to mean something to you, that a fan base that you're new to would embrace you like that. Yeah, no, I definitely felt that and, and uh, was another, you know, even before I signed, I mean, I, when I came on my visit, uh, I felt the energy and the, and the love and the support and, and uh, you know, I think there's a lot of excitement right now, right? But uh, that that's great and, and we're excited to get in front of our fans and, and get in the stadium and, and play some real games because, you know, I think that uh, energy and excitement from the fans is going to trickle down into how we play our football games. So this Sean Jefferson guy, your wide receiver coach, we've heard from a person that we know that coaches in the league right now, phenomenal coach. You've been around a long time. Have you ever seen a coach put on the pads like he did the other day as a wide receiver coach and get after it? No, no, never. <laughs> that was uh, well, we knew it was kind of coming because yeah. he, he had warned us that he's done it before. <laughs> uh, so we kind of figured it was coming at some point, but uh, 
but actually seeing him with the pads on, strapping up the helmet, uh, yeah. we were like, oh boy, th- here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we thought Just don't Deuce, make a fool of myself. We thought Deuce would be the one to go out there and go through drills with pads on. It turns out Mac and Sean Jefferson. Oh, you got some energetic fellas on the coaching staff on offense. Um you guys have a lot of new guys at the skill positions, and I, I heard Peter King talking about this the other day, and he was almost presenting it like, oh, there's you know, a lot new. There's a lot of new guys kind of coming together. Bryce is new. The offense is new. And so many different skill guys that you're playing with each other for the first time. Does that – and he? I don't know if he was hinting at, like, is it going to be a slow start or whatever. Is that, like, an issue to overcome? Is that that big of a deal? I mean, to us it's exciting because the skill guys and the quarterback, like – Getting new guys at those positions is exciting to fans. So, like, we're pumped about it. But, like, does that create a problem to mesh initially? I mean, I I think there is times that that can create a problem, right? I think this is a unique situation because of the fact that everybody's new. Yeah. New coaching staff, new quarterback. You know, it's not like you're just throwing in a couple new receivers and do a system that's been here for four yeah, years yeah. And, and a quarterback back that's been here. Um, so I think the fact that everybody's kind of in this together, it, it almost creates, which maybe doesn't make a lot of sense, but it does create just almost this like comfort of like, hey, we're in this together and we're kind of uh, figuring out day by day, but um, it, it almost creates like a little bit easier of a mesh than than it would be in a different situation. Oh, interesting. I know you said this on Pat McAfee yesterday. We played it earlier, but how wowed are you by Bryce Young to already be picking up stuff at this stage that he is? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, through the whole process, obviously we had the number one pick, right? At yeah. that time, we didn't know who we were going to pick. So you're kind of trying to figure out these guys before, we, before the draft starts. Then the draft hits and you kind of hear all these things about Bryce, yeah. how smart he is and how how fast he processes things and all those things. So you already had a, an idea of what you were getting before he got here. But then he gets here and he kind of just proves it every day. And then maybe you hear those things, but you don't really understand what that means until you see him in person and you get to be around it. But he is a special guy as far as the way that he processes, the way that he plays the game, his feel. Um, a lot of times a quarterback either has a lot of feel or they're really, really smart and they, they understand um, the X's and O's. Well, he's kind of got a, a really good balance of both, and I'm yeah. um, excited to see how that plays out. Awesome. Uh, Adam Thielen with us here live on Homer Hill. Panthers training camp, our first of two pra- uh, shows down here before practices. We'll be down here again tomorrow. Um, you seem, again, I've seen a lot of different interviews with you and stuff. I said the Clark Talk one is my favorite, you and J.J. <laughs> bonding. Um, and you just seem like a happy, like, you know, great dude, fun dude to be around. But I wonder if there's a little edge to you this year and a chip on your shoulder. When you left Minnesota, and you can tell me, I, I don't like, through the media. I, I it's I don't know if it's contentious. I know that some people in the media there kind of took shots at you too. Like, have you has has the way it ended motivated you at all? Well, there's a few things. Uh, okay. uh, number one, I've always been motivated like that. Yeah. Um, that's I think that's the reason why I am where I am today because I've been doubted my whole life. Um, you know, whether it be not getting recruited to go to college and then you know and then not being drafted or or yeah. signed after the draft. So there's always been a chip on my shoulder, yeah. and that chip has never left. But yeah, I mean, there's there's always things that you you know find a way to take motivation from, and and yeah, that situation last year and you know kind of how it ended, just uh, you know go. 
going moving forward, it, it definitely puts a chip on my shoulder. And, and and really what it makes me do is it makes me work a little bit harder out in the field to show that to go and prove who I am. You know, I, I you, you can't just think who you are or or tell people who you are. You got to go out there and prove it. So that's what I'm trying to do every day. All right, man. Appreciate you stopping over and hanging out. We, you finally gave us an offensive perspective, and it was pretty damn fun. It was yeah, awesome. I need to talk to you off the air about the Juicy Lucy Burgers in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got some good spots for oh, you. Do, so. do you? Yeah. You make it out to Minnesota. There's a couple uh, good spots. Oh, we were there, oh, we were there for that Super Bowl. Oh, I, I don't know oh. if I want to go back. Well, don't Holy go, crap, hey, it was making it 400. No. <laughs> this <laughs> is the time of year to be we just We just thawed out from five years ago. All right, brother. All right, Adam. Thank you. Best of luck, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. There he is, Adam Thielen. Listening to WFNZ on 92.7 FM and WFNZ.com. On the WFNZ app and by asking your smart device to play Sports Radio WFNZ. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. Right now, we stay on the defensive side of the ball. We go from the secondary, Von Bell, and now we go to one of the big fellas that Von was raving about earlier, Derek Brown, defensive tackle for your Carolina Panthers, or maybe D-end in this game. I, I don't know. What do I call you this year, man? <laughs> Interior? It's it's all the same, it doesn't man. matter. You good? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how's it been going from a defensive standpoint? I was talking to Vaughn about it. From all I have read and heard and seen the last few days, the last week, it seems like you guys have been in high gear defensively. Yeah, I think, you know, we came out and implemented our scheme. You know, Coach E put in a new scheme this offseason. It was new for everybody. So, uh, you know, I think from day one it was, you know, get as much of this game in as you can. You know, hope that the guys remember as much as they can before yeah. we got ready to go on break and we came back. And, you know, it felt like a lot of people remember most of it. So, I mean, we went straight into camp rolling with it. Pretty long installs. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot. But, I mean, I think we're pretty much in defensively. So, now we're just correcting the errors. What do you think of the addition of a veteran like Justin Houston and what he allows you guys to do up front? I think it's awesome, man. Somebody with as much experience as he's got, man, just knowing the game, you know, having that leadership, I mean, that's awesome. So talk to us about your role in, in, in Averro's defense. When you're in the base, it's going to be – there'll be you know some a lot of 3-4 looks. How different is that? You slide over a little bit. Does that change things that much? Or are we kind of overblowing it when we talk about how different it's going to be for you? Uh, I think it's kind of overblown. I mean, I'm really doing the same thing you yeah. know, as I was last year. So it's been uh, – it's been great, man, to be honest. Um, just kind of getting different looks and, you know, being able to play all over the place. I mean, I'm excited about it going into the season. What's it been like to see how many fans are out here excited for you guys? It feels like, despite how the last couple of years have gone, there's an energy from the fan base. Do you do you sense that from just being around here, how fired up this fan base is right now for definitely. all, the, all uh, the, the direction you guys are going in? Definitely. Practice is back every day, man. You love to see it and see everybody come out and, you know, be able to sign autographs and just hang out at the end of practice. I mean, it's an awesome thing. Do you feel that as a player? Like, does it feel different this year than it has in the past in terms of, like, vibe and confidence and optimism? Or is that, or is that us on the outside saying that? Uh, you know, definitely. It's a, it's a whole new deal. we got a whole new coaching staff. we got a brand-new head coach in one of this particular case that played here. So, I mean, that's definitely a lot of excitement around the program. And, um, I mean, got the number one pick in the quarterback. New defense, new offense, man. I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited for around here. So, you know, we're just excited to be able to go out and implement these things, to, you know, and do our best. Yeah. Derek, how important is leadership to you? I know at Auburn, on and off the field, you, you were a leader. As you get more and more into your career here, how important is it to be a leader of the team, but also a leader really in Charlotte for a lot of ways, too, in terms of off the field stuff? Uh, you know, it's something that, you know, I've 
fell into the role uh, many times, yeah. and you know this year is a chance for me to step up and take the role. Leadership to me is man, somebody that just exemplifies everything that it should be right. Everybody makes mistakes, but at the end of the day, man, be able to be held accountable and be able to hold other people accountable—that's uh, that's a big thing for me. So you mentioned a new quarterback. We as uh, fans, we've been slightly into uh, Bryce Young. You know what I mean? Tracking every throw on Twitter when we can't be here. You know, what's he doing? Um, what is it like going against him? Like, can you tell, like, some of the attributes that he has that make him special? Like, what what, it, what is it like going against Bryce Young in camp? Uh, man, he's cool, calm, and collective. And, you know, when he makes a mistake, man, he wants to run it back. So you got to love the enthusiasm, love the fire. Now you guys wanted to run it back though the other day. I heard you. <laughs> who was who was the the key guys on the defense that were telling Coach Reich we need one more red zone uh, you know uh, drill here. I, I know definitely it was D-Jack. I could hear him yelling over everybody. So. <laughs> no, for sure. It was has uh, has Bryce uh, tried to uh, talk any uh, Alabama trash talk at all with you yet, or are you, are you no. guys not going there yet? No, I mean, I'm two and two, so they, they got nothing on me, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I got to be honest, if I was Bryce's size, I would not probably mess with you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I, mess with you at my size. No, right I'd, wait, I'd wait to the right moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does he. Who are the guys? Like, does anybody on the O line talk trash? Like, the, the guy we've been hearing, and Vaughn, you know, mentioned him, is DJ Chark. It sounds like DJ Chark, who's been having a good camp, like saying stuff. Does anybody on the O line say anything to you, or you guys almost have, like, is there almost a bond, like the. The big nasties in there together. We just kind of, you know, do our thing together, and we don't talk trash. What's what's up with that? I mean, we have our days. You know, frustrations <laughs> run high. It's hot out here, so yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I was saying as a collective, as a group. I mean, we had we've had a great camp, offensive, defensive, the uh, D line, just being able to, you know, work technique, get you know the double teams, and being able to learn to play them, and all these different things, and you know, minimal fights. I mean, it's it's been a great camp so far. So I mean, you know, I think every single day we come out here with everybody with the mind focused on you know, the future and, you know, doing something special that, you know, eliminates a lot of things. But, I mean, there are days that tensions run high and things get said and, you know, you fu- you get frustrated. Yeah. We get on the show that happens quite a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah we know about that. But your brother's day. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we have the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, same, it's, it's really the same what we do and what you uh, do. Yeah. What's Shy Tuttle been like? We've been uh, laughing at some of the stuff that he's come out with here during camp and the offseason. Shy's a funny guy, man. <laughs> Uh, Shout was a great addition to our room, man, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, had a lot of good years in New Orleans, and yeah. for him to be able to come over in the division, man, that was special for us. And uh, we're excited to be able to have him in the room and be able to play with him, that's for sure. You guys were funny in the Blueprint series when you guys were mic'd up. You guys were funny. He was basically coaching you out there. He didn't like the way you did something, and he, he made you run that drill again. I was like, oh, this Shy Tuttle's this, he's coaching out there right now. Yeah, I think, he, I think he just more so wanted to see it done right. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was dying when you guys were doing the interview together with Carla Gephardt on the uh, TV coverage of FanFest. And Shy was uh, was about to give away some sort of D-line room secret, it sounded like there. Can you, and you said, no, no, we don't say that. Yeah. Is there, you think if Shy does an interview with us this week, you think he will give it up? Or you don't think, is that that's something he won't give up, you think? No, we got to mute him a little bit. Um, <laughs> you, know, you don't want to, the man's got free speech, but you know, sometimes you got to, you know, limit that. Yeah, there's uh, some, there's probably some stuff for inside the locker room that we don't need to know. But I was very curious. I, I still am. Um, your game individually. You talked about, hey, we're all in the media, maybe overblowing a little bit 
you're doing a lot of the same things, even though the base is going to be a lot of 3-4. You really seem, and you tell me if this is wrong, you tell me how you feel about this, it really seems like we have seen you as a pass rusher get better and better every year. Last year, take it for what it's worth, Pro Football Focus had you with 40 pressure, which is a pretty big number for an interior guy, and the most you've had in your career. Do you feel like that part of your game is, is getting better every year, and, and, and you feel like you've added more to it this offseason even? Uh, then, you know, I kind of like – I focused on it more this offseason, I'll yeah. say that much. And, uh, you know, I just focused on my overall game, man. Um, you know, being a great pass rusher, you know, being efficient, I mean, that's something I want to do. But I also don't want to, you know, lose that ability to play the run because, you, as you know, you'll never get to the pass downs if you can't stop the run. So, you know, I, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Just trying to focus, you know, learn these different things, and you know, especially with a guy like Justin coming in and, you know, him having all these different tidbits and playing with all these different players. I mean, I just can't – I can't wait to pick his brain and figure it out. You know, kind of how he sees it versus how I see it. Yeah. No, that's cool. All right, man. We're pulling for you. You're one of the shining stars of this team. We've been singing your praise. It's good to have you on here, definitely, for, for the first time. I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Good luck, Derek. Have a good year. Stay healthy, brother. That is they also, de Derek, they're moving us from our location. Yeah, can you see this? We may, we may need you to pick up this tent for us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they are. Something's being built. We are in an area where something is supposed to be built, and it is finally dawning on us that we are not supposed to be in this area. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to Derek Brown for joining us. Thanks, David. Panthers defensive tackle cannot wait to see this defense in action man can't wait to see him against the jets tomorrow and then cannot wait to see him uh in and once we get going listen to mac and bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10 instant replay continues with more in a moment only on sports radio 92.7 wfnz the exclusive home of the charlotte sports fan McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. Von Miller had a take on the 2015 Carolina Panthers. So let's hear what he had to say, and then we will dissect. If you go back to the 2015 Super Bowl when we played the, the Carolina Panthers, like if we play those guys 10 times, I don't see us beating those guys, you know, we probably beat those guys twice. You know right. what I'm saying? Like they had they had one of the most amazing offenses and amazing teams in you know in NFL history. Cam Newton MVP and Luke Kuechly on defense. So we were able to just scratch one out and, and win that one. So it takes a little bit of luck. 
Yeah, so when you hear that comment, it's interesting to see what Panthers fans will feel about this because I remember reading about that game after the fact and the scheme that Wade Phillips put in and the way uh, that they did the zone dogging and, and sending guys in at different times and kept Carolina's offense uh, off off its beat. And so the thing for me about that game, I remember just being shocked because I thought the Panthers were going to win that game. Uh, I didn't necessarily think they were going to blow Denver out. I knew Denver had a really good defense. But just the fact that that you look at this team and you go back and look at 2015, and Carolina had the highest scoring percentage in the NFL when you talk about percentages of drives that end in offensive scores, they scored at almost a 43% clip right at it, 42.9. I mean, this offense was potent. I remember them dismantling the Arizona Cardinals, just blowing through everybody. They looked like a complete juggernaut. And I just do think that... Uh, this defense was able to concoct a scheme that was able to get them in a situation in a one-game scenario where they were right where they wanted to be, kept it close, and were able to make the big defensive plays to win that football game. I think I do agree with Von Miller. I do think that this Carolina team, if they get a chance to make adjustments and come back and play the Denver Broncos and somewhat solve that defense, then I think we could be looking at uh, that type of run where they beat them that many times. That comment made by Von Miller, a part of the Pardon My Take podcast, by the way, 2015 Carolina Panthers would have beaten the Denver Broncos eight out of 10 times is what Von Miller was saying. It's a lot. Even if you don't think that Carolina beats them eight out of 10 times. The spirit of the take is that Denver overall was an inferior football team and how great Carolina was. I've said this a lot. That 2015 year for Carolina, it wasn't a great season. It was a historic season. You're talking about going 15 and one. Your only regular season loss taking place December 27th when you lose to the Falcons 20 to 13, and then you win the next game 38 to 10. So you blow out the last opponent in the regular season. You blow them out of the water. Mercury Morris and them 72 Dolphins, they were sweating during that time. Yeah. They were drinking champagne a lot later in the season than they usually are. And the fact that the Carolina Panthers, the 76 Dolphins, I apologize for the year. Either way, the Carolina Panthers were very much flirting with a Super Bowl run. And they were very much flirting with an undefeated season. Offensively, you mentioned it. Number one, Cam Newton wins MVP. Defensively, they were loaded everywhere. Josh Norman had an all-pro season. We know about the linebacker tandem with Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. And then the defensive line was outrageous. And with the kind, and not even you know nearly as strong as what they had in years past. And yet still it was really good with Kwan Short and even Starla Tule in the middle. I, I believe that Carolina was a better team overall. How can you not? Remember, I mean, they ran through Seattle. I know Seattle came back, but I mean, 31 to 24 does not paint the entire picture. Yes, Seattle came back, but they got off to a big old lead in that divisional round. And then they destroyed Arizona in the NFC championship game. Yeah, it, it's it sucks to see that the Carolina Panthers weren't able to take it home in the end. But I, it's it's tough to imagine a more talented team, even with a, uh, a weak wide receiver group, Wes. Like, it's tough to imagine a more talented team in Panther history and if you could even get back to that any close amount of time. Well, that was the thing, though. Denver had the type of defense that was tailor-made to go up against this offense. When you talk about the corner tandem that they had at the time, and a lot of people sleep on that Denver defense as being one of the best uh, that we've seen in quite some time because Akeem Tlaib, 
and Chris Harris at those cornerback spots and Bradley Roby even in the nickel. I mean, that was a tremendous trio that were able to cover guys. And then you back that up with DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller. And then Malik Jackson was an adequate pass rusher. Derek Wolf on the inside. So they had the pass rush to go along with uh, the, the secondary that they were able to disrupt Carolina's timing. And they were certainly able to get after the quarterback. I just think that if you give Carolina time to be able to adjust to that and maybe figure out some way to slow down that pass rush um, and, and give guys a little bit more time to get open because there were definitely some plays in that game that could have made it a different ball game. I think about just off the top of my head, the Kotri catch. Well, that was- we're getting text right now. One from Panther Cliff. Hashtag Kotri caught it. Yeah, it was a blown call yeah. very early in the game where Jericho Kotri did have possession of it. But of course, with the whole we don't know what a catch thing is, they called it dead and the Denver Broncos would eventually you know, benefit from that. Up the text line. Oh, yeah. hundred. <laughs> uh, all caps. I mean, that's how it is. You know, Kotri did catch it. And instead, the Panthers, they'd lose 24 to 10 with an awful offensive performance. Cam Newton going 18 of 41, 265 yards, throwing the interception. But Denver's offense wasn't good. No, they were not. It was a defensive game at its finest. And you just felt like Cam. I just think he got very frustrated and just turned into a shell of himself. His body language wasn't the same. Just a whole lot about him wasn't the same. That Denver defense definitely took uh, a piece of him during that game because he just wasn't playing with the same joy and enthusiasm you had seen all season long. So, yeah, I mean, you have Peyton Manning get sacked five times. The defense, for the most part, showed up. Yeah, they came to play. Well, and the Panthers' offense didn't put them in great positions. Uh, 24 points, that is actually more than what you would expect from that kind of offensive performance with C.J. Anderson, 23 carries, 90 yards. Yeah, a little bit of a grind, but remember he also had a long 34-yard rush in that game, scoring one touchdown. Peyton Manning, 141 yards on 23 pass attempts and one interception. And remember who the Super Bowl MVP would have been if Carolina won that game? I Look, if they would have won, then you'd probably expect better numbers from Cam. But Coney Ely, it's one of the more fascinating things that Coney Ely had an interception three sacks in that game and would have been like the Dexter Jackson of the Carolina Panthers where Dexter Jackson on a really talented roster with better players overall on that Tampa Bay 02 Super Bowl team. He has such a great game. He wins the Super Bowl MVP. Coney Ely would have been that guy for us in Carolina, despite being like what the eighth best defender, (laughs) the the seventh best defender overall. Now somebody else wrote in about the offensive line. Fiddy, I want to get to your take that you had during the break about Von Miller's soundbite is that the offensive line got exposed. And you were saying you don't agree with Von Miller that the Panthers would have won eight out of 10 because the tackles specifically, that was the tandem that got exposed. We all remember Mike Rimmers just getting destroyed in this game. And so that's why you don't necessarily agree with Von. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if you're doing a best of seven, do I think the Panthers probably ultimately would win the best of seven? I, I, I think the answer is probably yes. But 8 out of 10 like felt like it was a, a, a little bit too far to me because, like, to Wes's point, like, Denver's defense was built to attack Carolina's offense. And you gave Wade Phillips, one of the best defensive coordinators in the history of the NFL, two weeks to prepare for an offense that had issues at tackle and did not have a number one wide receiver. So, like, I was never really surprised that they struggled the way that they did. And you, and you, you, look, you, you mentioned Cam. This is going to come across as me hating on them, and it's it's not. That was the only game that year 
where he looked like the Cam Newton we saw the first two or three years where when it wasn't going his way, Cam checked out. And and he checked out mentally, I thought, in that game. Well, I, checked out seems to have intent behind it. I think he was just rattled. I'm not going to say that he checked out and gave up on the game because that's what checked out sounds like. Well, to you me. know, the fumble might might suggest otherwise. The fumble <laughs> he didn't dive on, and people are going to roll with that 100. Uh, percent To to say that Cam was like, all right, we're not going to win. I I can't buy into that narrative. I just can't. Now, if you want to say that he got rattled by the six sacks that he took because Mike Remmers got absolutely destroyed by the best defensive player in the league, especially maybe outside of Luke Keekley, don't want to get Panthers fans mad at me, but Von Miller, I mean, we know how oh, Von he was, was, he was. He was special. And you forget a young Shaq Barrett was on that defense, too. Yeah, and, and as a rotational pass rusher before he explodes in, in Tampa Bay, no doubt about it. I, I'm with you. The wide receiver group, clearly the biggest weakness with that squad. Remember, Kelvin Benjamin gets hurt in uh, joint practices. And as soon as Kelvin went down, I mean, I thought the offense was going to struggle. It's like, all right, they don't have a number one wide receiver. Okay. But it was Greg Olson, and then you got just enough from Ted Ginn. You got just enough from guys like Philly Brown and even Jericho Cotri and Greg Olson was your number one option. You had a really good running game. The offensive line, remember, the interior was really good that year. I mean, they were stout. Andrew Norwell gets a big old contract. Trey Turner, one of the best guards in the league. And your boy, Ryan Khalil, who you're trying to put right now in the ring of honor. It was just the tackles. They held up just enough all season long. They were as close to average as we had in quite some time. And continuity. Remember, no injuries that season. I just think the main takeaway here is that Von Miller, that guy, thought so much of that squad that here he is to this day saying, whew, 10 times? I'm glad they don't play that long of a series. <laughs> it, it just puts into perspective to me. I think the main takeaway from that take is looking back at how special that group was. All across the board, except maybe wide receivers, but even they played well. All across the board, man. They were crazy talented, and they showed up really every single game except for a Falcons game in the regular season and the Super Bowl against Denver. And so when you look at this team, do you feel like that they can ever get back to that level again? It's good. I mean, that's a great question because they're 15-1. and one. They lose the Super Bowl. They lose to one of the best defenses of all time, right? I think you everybody will go to 85 Bears. You'll go to 2,000 Ravens. And this is the other team that Ooh, won with a bad offense. Oh, you're talking about one with a bad offense. One with an offense that didn't perform well. Russell Wilson, there's well, a reason this guy is. Yeah, the Bears did have sweetness, though. Oh, no, no, they did. Yeah. But Jim McMahon, if we're going to celebrate him as the best quarterback in franchise history. Oh, not, but he was, he was good enough. <laughs> but I get what you're but, saying. But right. right like that's, that's not exactly a glowing gotcha. review. Good enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here, Trent Dilfer, worse than Jim McMahon. But this is my point. When there's such a distinction in defensive side. Because offensively, Seattle was real, man. Like yeah. Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, highly underrated. But also Marshawn Lynch, the guy they didn't give it to on Harvard. the goal line. Right? Like they were really good offensively even though sure defensively is what make them you know what made them go point being Denver's offense that was a rough performance from them in the Super Bowl and it was the defense that carried them really all year long yeah. they had a quarterback change in the middle of the season that year they went away from Peyton they benched him they're like no we're rolling with Brock Osweiler 
<laughs> and they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, monster gap between how well that defense played and how well that offense played. Uh, I think under Bryce Young, I think eventually they could have a season in that ballpark because, like I said, you look at the offensive talent, it's not going to blow anybody away. And so I think if you get this team uh, a dominant number one receiver and that Mingo comes into fruition and he's number one-esque as well, and then uh, Miles Sanders, if he's as advertised, the offensive line continues to do what they need to do, and we know they've got some good young players on defense. A lot has to go right, but I don't think it's out of the realm of the po- realm of possibility for Carolina to get back to this type of level again. I mean, they've done it before. So defensively, that's where you have some work to be done, even though I like this defense. So cornerback. Yeah, linebacking court was... It was nuts. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis having not even in his older age, perhaps saving a lot of snaps because of the ACL injury. I don't want to say a blessing in disguise. I didn't have to go through that rehab. So I'm not about to say that that was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, to have you, three you, torn ACL. you don't know the pain, baby. Uh, I don't want those problems. <laughs> yes. Especially in church league softball. I have to imagine basketball. That was a lot. Get it right. Uh, it, it changes. The sport changes. Oh, I, I no, think. no. The ACL was basketball. The 0 for 4 was in <laughs> softball. The defensive line, you probably have a better edge rusher in Brian Burns here than you did then, even though your edge rushers were good. The defensive tackles were the strength of that defensive line. It's possible for sure, but that season was out of this world. I mean, it was absolutely it was definitely nuts. lightning in a bottle. Yeah. So yes, there's a possible there's a possibility that you can be that good again, and maybe not have that record. You can still be a a fantastic team and not go 15 and one and lose a Super Bowl. But it's going to be tough to put all of that together again to to have your MVP. Remember, that's tough to do. Yeah. There are outright franchises that have never had an MVP before, and Carolina in their young history, comparatively, they've had one now because of the year that Cam Newton had. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. Right now, we got a pretty darn big name as well. One of our, matter of fact, Bone and I, we're not lying here. No, it's true. Bone and I have named you as our number one impactful free agent addition this offseason. I promise I'm not going not gonna to tell Thielen <laughs> the same thing. All right, I promise I'm not. He is Von Bell. What's up, man? How you doing? What's good? I'm good. I appreciate you guys having me on. No, we appreciate you being here. I mean, we were just talking. Vaughn and I were talking before we came on here. He asked how long we've done this for. I had to explain to Vaughn that we're not the, we're not the types that played the game, Vaughn. 
long and then transition to broadcasting. He was we, get that, we get that a lot. We're just straight-up broadcasters. <laughs> he was funny. shocked to hear that. I can tell. Um, it sounds like you guys on defense, I know you don't. Well, maybe you do. I don't think you want to talk too much trash to your offensive <laughs> brethren. But it sounds like you guys had an amazing weekend. Then you go out there. Then Fitterer goes out there and adds in Justin Houston. Haynes is going to get back from injury eventually. Like, I know fans are cranked up about this defense, man. It sounds like y'all are having a great camp. For sure. Um, we are building something special. Um, guys always challenging. Um, guys always looking to get better. And um, it's just a close-knit group. And uh, we're just excited about what the outcome could be. And uh, we just got to keep on building stacking days every day. You had a lot of success in Cincinnati. You come here. What drew you to want to play for the Panthers? What was it about what they're building here? On oh, the defense, for sure. I always, um, I'm always looking for a far at the that defensive unit, always in the top. Whatever it is, rankings. Yeah. And um, just it's one of those young groups and got a great nucleus um, with uh, with a close knit group. So I always want to be a part of that. Been watching these guys from afar. Always been a huge fans of it, and I uh, just wanted to build something special with them. So you're working for the first time uh, with uh, Ajiro Evero, mm-hmm. who I mean, is another guy we're excited about. I mean, just the stuff we hear about him as a coordinator, it seems like we're looking at a future head coach. I mean, it seems like we're looking at a star D coordinator. So what makes him so special, right? What What is it? Man, he's very instinctive, smart, um, have a gate, um, just a feel for the game. And um, he always wants the input of the players. And um, so he's just not stuck in his ways. He's always looking for feedback, always looking to get better. And he's always looking to coach it better or make it simple for the defense before the guys. And um, just having that as a D coordinator, having an open ear uh, to players' feedback is huge. And it helps them grow, too, and it helps them grow in the process as well. In terms of personality and what you're seeing so far, how does Bryce compare to Joe Burrow? Is there is there something there where they're just they're just built a little different for the position? Those little quiet assassins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, always, that's not us. That's not my guy for <laughs> uh, Quiet assassins. Um, you know, he sees the field well. Uh, progression, just smart and intuitive to the game. How cool is Joe Burrow, man? I got no offense to Bryce. No offense to Bryce. He's studying film right now. He woke up at 2 a.m. to study film. I'm told Bryce is so into it. But Joe Burrow just seems cool. If I could live a day as that man, I would, that would be a happy he day. Hey, man, he's cool? a... He is. He's like he's. I'm telling. You, he's a smooth criminal. I'm telling you. That. <laughs> hey, that's my guy right there. You know, he he on the card tables, play with us, and um, yeah. always just showing love, always speaking. Um, but man, he knows it. He knows uh, he's he got cool. that. He yeah. got that killer instinct, and uh, you know, he's always just smooth. Uh, just, uh, just calm and cool, collected. Yeah. We've been chronicling uh, you and Deuce Staley in a lot of clips. <laughs> yeah, we, we were we were all in on Deuce last year on Hard Knocks, and we said when when he came here, hey man, he's going to try to find somebody. Who's he going to try to get? Was it DC, the DC? Who's it going to be? You're our guy, Vaughn. And yeah. it's been you. What's it been like so far? Do you feel like right now he can't find you over here when you're sitting at Homer Hill? No, he's probably looking for me right now. <laughs> you know, he might be have, in the bushes over here. Yeah, because we have a wager. You got you to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a wager going on here. Every practice. Oh, oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. So he's not doing so well the last couple of No, he's not. He's, not. <laughs> what is he, he's, he's hiding away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in these uh, practices when you guys are, the defense is just winning it, right? Does he get quiet or does he still? Yap, like, does he change? At times, yeah. I, I, I tell him about it. I said body language, and <laughs> and uh, I say you just got to coach it up better. 
But uh, no, it's it's all it's all just competitive excellence. I always want to fine tune things and I always want to uh, iron sharpens iron yeah. with defense and offense and special teams. We always want to play a connected game and um, and great football and winning football. And uh, we just want to push push each other to the max. No, and that's that's just that's just the competitive excellence. And he loves it too that, uh, no, when we cool. get on top that's of him. That's cool. So. I, I love we love that as fans because the best years the Panthers ever had. When we would come down here to camp, it would be Cam Newton and Thomas Davis doing the same thing. They <laughs> yeah. were jawing back and forth, and they, you know, everybody on that team maintains. Yeah. It made everybody else want to play harder. It's like I got to back my guy up, and so <laughs> I think the same thing might be happening here too. It is. It you is. Yeah, it's brewing. We were right there when Cam fought Josh Norman in 2015. <laughs> oh my God! Well, no lie, we were almost in that fight. Bone ran into those bushes. No, See Bone. those trees <laughs> over there? Bone <laughs> ran into those damn trees. Yeah, I, remember, I remember seeing it on IG actually coming in from. <laughs> okay. From practice, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> I backed up Vaughn because the media had to get their shots of the fight. I didn't want to get in the way, so I moved clearly backwards well, yeah. deep into the woods. Yeah, clearly, that was yeah. he loved Cam though. He ran right up to the, to the fight. <laughs> I wanted to break those guys up, man. Those we, are my we guys. We heard you. We we saw a video clip. You were talking to Ashley Strohline, NBC Charlotte, about what a foodie that you are. Oh yeah. You love food, and you were looking for some recommendations in Charlotte. You came to the right place. Uh, this is a food okay. and sports show. Vaughn. Okay, okay. Zach, you got some places for Vaughn here? So what are you looking for when you, you were telling Ashley you need some of the good spots to yeah. go out to eat? You looking for, like, steaks or seafood, or what are you looking for? Um, I don't really eat too much red meat. No. But, um, okay. So there goes, the, there, there goes, goes the, all my places. There goes the beef. No, but I'm there saying. goes the beef and bottle idea. I was gonna give him the palm, man. But there goes. <laughs> but the, you know, I can find <laughs> someone to me. The palm too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can find someone to me. You like yeah. lobster? Yeah, for there sure. There you go. I like there fish. Go. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll ask the listeners and we'll tweet you some of the responses where yeah. you need to go. How about that? Appreciate that. Yeah, and then you could take us. I'm gonna give you a few. I'm gonna give you a few spots I hit up, man. All the fast food places, all the sub shops, all the pizza places. There you go. I bet. Appreciate it. They're all good. He had a sausage biscuit. At the QT station at 4:30 this morning. That's <laughs> breakfast of champions, Vaughn. All right. Hey, Vaughn just, I don't knock it. Vaughn just looked at my gun and didn't realize. Yeah, okay. I see why. I see why this man's not in playing shape. Oh man. So okay. So you come from Cincinnati. Yeah. You guys had a winning culture, right? Like, and that is something we're trying to build here. How was that built? And and can you see? The, the seeds being planted here and the foundation and the potential here. Oh yeah, for sure. It's from top, uh, top down with the coaching with the coaching staff uh, in the locker room. And um, like my old um, position coach always used to tell me, it's it's player uh, it's uh, coach fed, player led. And uh, when that locker room takes over, and you're always holding guys to a accountability level and uh, holding guys to a standard, and that coach is built. And it's brought in, and guys just repeating that, and always had, holding guys to that standard, and that's when you win, uh, because um, it goes past in football. It's just like character and, mold, and and morals, and when you have great guys with great character around the locker room, it's gonna win games for sure, because it go dive deeper than football. When you left Cincinnati, I, I went to like read some of the Cincinnati like media about like oh Vaughn's leaving or whatever, mm -hmm. and what they were saying was. This is bigger than people realize. This is the leader of the defense. And there were stories about real early arrivals to practice and stuff like that. Um, and just you were a guy that would coach up a lot of the young guys. Yeah. How true is that? Do you take pride in that? And is that something you're already – can you do that right away here? Like, have you already, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I always try to impact the room. Um, I always try to impact the guy, get him going along, um, try to help build his routine, um, the knowing of the games. 
uh, the ins and outs, the situations, and I always want to just coach up from my past mistakes to his successes in the future. So yeah. I always want to give my knowledge and um, just let him be him. Uh, if it's a young guy that's coming in, or if it's just part of the group and just get my successes and my failures and what I see right here or how I've been coached or how I look at different angles and stuff like yeah. that. So I always want to get my input on things, and um, but I always want guys to be themselves, but I will always get my, my, my put input for sure. Yeah, so you're not shy. You're no, not I'm not shy at all. <laughs> how <laughs> no, excited should we be for the young wideouts that we have on this squad right now? Very. I think we have, I'm telling you, this team has got a lot of young talent. And um, really shocked the world, but just gotta keep on putting the work in every day. Absolutely. Who's uh, who's Chark burning out there, man? <laughs> or am I not allowed to ask that to a fellow secondary member? You gotta keep that quiet. Is our code? That's confidential. <laughs> <laughs> you think if I ask him, do you think he would tell me all about it? Bro? He'd just be talking. He'd just chatting. <laughs> like whatever. Are him and Dante talking a lot? They gotta be talking a lot to each other, right? No, Dante talked to himself. <laughs> that's my that's my guy right Dante there, DJ. Yeah, yeah. He worried about himself about working working on his craft and getting better. So he's not worried about nobody else. So give me your impressions. Uh, Von Bell's with us here. You're you're the you're the sage vet. You're coming in. You're already taking a leadership role. There's a few guys that are extreme, just young talents on this defense. Yeah. Give me quick thoughts on like what what was your first impression of see, of working with these guys? Burns, Brown, and Horn. <laughs> Man. Like each one, what was just quick first thought on each one? I didn't know JC was that tall at first. Yeah. I was like, man, I've been watching him from afar. I already knew he was going to be good in movement. Um, what he brings to the game is, you know, just playmaking ability. I was like, man, this dude was gifted. Yeah. Man, special talent. Then I saw Burns. I was like, God. Cause I saw him last year. We got he sacked Joe. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, yo, yeah. who's this guy? But uh, we don't want no. to talk about the rest of that game last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was an ugly one. I, but, uh, honest, I didn't know anyone got to Joe Burrow in that game. DB, <laughs> and he just a presence inside man. He could wreck a game like at any point in time. And both of those two on the edge and inside, JC outside on the island, and can line up anywhere, being versatile. And I really just want to expand his mind and. And the football IQ and and the game, what, how they go attack him, how can he like you know lean to his help or whatnot, so he can play different type uh, styles and what can he get from routes and receivers, how they go attack him. So just keep on, just keep on growing in that mindset and how he can be so versatile. Just but just seeing Burns, he's a phenomenal talent, man. He's one of the best edge rushers in the league, and and that inside presence with DB and just bringing guys along with that. This guy's the limit with those can't three. Wait. Can't wait right, to watch y'all play. We're, we're pulling for you, man. Yes, Appreciate it. By the way, on your way out, my man here is a Penn State fan. Oh, my hates, God. You got to do hates, that to me. We're hates, getting along so well. Hates Ohio State. You guys can work on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, Vaughn is one of the nicest Buckeyes I've ever met. This <laughs> <laughs> is really nice. Yeah. Nice to a lot of y'all fans on the text line that like the Bucks. Oh, my um, God. There's, the way, there's about Bucks. 50 restaurant suggestions for Vaughn. Right okay, right. good. I was just going to make sure people are Listeners, Vaughn is not taking you to the restaurants. So, we'll tweet to Vaughn the most popular suggestion. Yeah, we'll do that. And you put them on your list when you get back you to Charlotte. Oh, thanks, yeah. Von, man. Welcome aboard, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Pat. All right, there you go. That's Von Bell, safety, defensive team leader from your Carolina Panthers. Shower shame and share your mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports.
Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan.